Welcome to Kingdom.Think. Today is Numbers 8 through 9, Psalm 65, and Luke 21. Let's see what's going on. Um, we are still in the book of Numbers. It may seem redundant, but nope, there's a lot of treasure in the book of Numbers because God is changing a people. He's changing a culture. He's changing a people. And what's so cool is just that God is taking the time to be so specific and so detailed. Why? Um, it just goes to show that patience, consistency, diligence, um, carefulness, meticulousness, these are all good characters to building a, a community, a new group of people. And so God's building a new group of people. And so it starts off the first chapter eight, or the first verse in chapter eight, and they're going to set up some lamps. We might think, what's the big deal of lamps? But hang tight, you know, it's going to reveal itself as we continue in reading the Bible. But it says, the Lord said to Moses, speak to Aaron and say to him, when you set up the lamps, see that all seven light up in the area in front of the lamp stands. Stands, And then he goes into details specifically of how he wants that done. Then the next part of chapter eight, God is going to set apart the Levites. He wants them to be a set-apart people. We know that they're going to be the priests and that kind of thing. And so he's going to go into details about how they are to be set apart. apart. Moving on to, and, and you can read that in great detail. It's interesting. It may not resonate with us. We may not understand, but it's interesting. And you are, you're maturing. It's just like trying to teach calculus to a first grader. Not always easy to do. But over time, that first grader will become a second grader, a fifth grader, a seventh grader, high school, and all of a sudden, they've matured and they're capable of understanding, comprehending calculus. So um, not that this is calculus, other than the fact that it will reveal to your, new things to your spirit and your soul. Um, chapter 9 is very cool because he's introducing the Passover. And he said, have the Israelites celebrate the Passover at the appoint, appointed time. Celebrate it at the appointed time at twilight on the 14th day of this month in accordance with all its rules and regulations. Celebration, honor, respect, um, ceremony. So Moses told the Israelites to celebrate the Passover. And there's a lot of details to this. Some people said, well, wait a second. What if I'm ceremonial unclean? Do I not get to, uh, because maybe I had to bury a family member who had died. Do I not get to participate in the Passover? It's so cute because Moses says, uh... I don't know. Wait a minute. Let me go find out. Then he goes and talks to God. Love that part. Um, so as they talk about what they're going to do with somebody who's ceremonially unclean. Okay. Moving down, we talk about the cloud that's over the tabernacle. During the day, there was a cloud over the tabernacle that told the people to stay put in this, this area. And at nighttime, there was a fire that represented God's presence. God's presence was always with them. And when, it, when the cloud went away, it was time to pack up and move. And that's how God told him um, what to do and when to move. But it's so cool how God's presence was actually, he was always with them, but they needed to see it. They were so used to having golden calves or idols. God didn't need to do that, but they needed it. As he's maturing them, he realizes, okay, they need some sort of representation. So this is what we're going to do. Um, yes, so that is the end of chapter 9 in the book of Numbers. Moving on to Psalms 65. I'll go ahead and read it. 
Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. See? See? See, see, see? God does forgive our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. God, our Savior, the hope of the ends of the earth and all the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourselves with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and the water and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften its showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty. Your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. Clearly, this is a psalms of just gratitude. Can you just feel the abundance of gratitude? I mean, it's like, I'm so grateful for the trees and the birds and the sky and the such gratitude in this psalms. And each psalms is so different and it's teaching us. That's the thing about psalms. It's teaching us how to be vulnerable, how to be heart-centered, how to cry out to God, how to be direct, how to be clear, how to be a gratitude. Each psalms is teaching us something so different. And here we just read the adoration and the praise and the worship of gratitude. And then, um, what was that? Psalm 65? Yes, it was. Okay, so now Luke 21. Luke 21, what happened? Oh, yes, 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 yes. The rich man put in his offering and the poor woman put in everything she had. All these people gave their gifts out of the wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. And then we go into the signs of the end of times. You know, I'm just going to read some pieces here because everyone has to find their own conclusion of what is being said or what they're referring to. Um, Let's see. Okay, some of the disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Again, you need to read it, pray about it, think about it. Are we referencing just the history that the temple would be torn down? Are we referencing the future? Are we referencing the present? Are we referencing another time in history? That's up to you to decide and just feel what it says. And they said, teacher, they asked. When will these things happen? And what will the signs that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Hmm, you have to wonder, is he talking about even our future? A lot of people think so. Then he said to them, nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilence in various places, the fearful events and great signs from heaven. Hmm. But before all this, they they will seize you and persecute you. Well, they will hand you over to the synagogue and put you in prison and they will 
Um, you'll be brought before kings and governors and all account in my name. Yep, if that didn't scare them, I don't know. And so you will bear testimony to me, but make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdoms that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. Could that be the Holy Spirit? (laughs) You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. (laughs) so good so good he's clear i love it when he's talking about supernatural something in the unseen world something in the future or just i love this part this really gets me going like what this is the, the the unseen world when you see jerusalem being surrounded by armies you will know that its desolation is near then let those who are in judah Flee to the mountains. Okay, he's going on and on. Let's see. Um, um, ooh, verse 27. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. What? what, what? He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the, f- and, um, and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see... For yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. (laughs) Oh, truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and anxieties of life. And that day will close in on you close on you suddenly like a trap. Okay, that is current day. People are so bogged down. No offense for all that love to drink. That's totally fine. I'm just saying that it dulls the senses. And I don't know. How do you know when you're just tipsy or when you're drunk? I don't know. But the anxieties of life, everyone is so stressed out about life. And they have There's prevalent depression and anxiety and hopelessness. Be careful. The day will close in on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come on those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all this about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. And each day Jesus was teaching at the temple and each evening he went out. So there you go. That is the end of chapter 21. So good. I love it when Jesus talks like this. I mean, I love his parables too. I love stories. But this stuff, you could spend decades just pondering on these passages. There you go. Hope you enjoyed today's reading. And I will see you tomorrow.